Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do for our time together today. Let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Welcome. It's me, Jillian Ahonen, and today we are going to talk about depression and how as believers, we do not have to wear it or live under it because through Jesus, we have the ability to overcome the heavy grips of depression. Before I really get started on this message today, I want to let you know that this is not to condemn anybody. I think there's an extreme Uh, you know, almost like adopting all these mental health disorders and claiming them and bringing them into the church culture. And then you have the other extreme where it's like, you know, just, oh, just declare, just praise. It'll disappear. You know, what's wrong with you? You're not very spiritual if you have a feeling or an emotion. And I want to kind of bring those two together and come to you with a middle ground and share with you from my own experiences, but also biblical truth that both are wrong. (laughs) They're just both wrong. Uh, We don't have to go to the extreme on either one. And I want to tell you before we keep going, um, if you're battling with depression, Jesus has healing for you. He wants to set you free. He does not want you to live under depression. And, and, And he knows exactly what you've gone through. And he knows that life has been overwhelming for you. And he knows everything that you're feeling. And he knows everything that you're thinking. And he came and he paid the price. Salvation is redemption. Salvation is freedom. Salvation is healing. Salvation is your victory. It's not just when you get to heaven. It's now. It's the Bible says that the time of salvation is now. So when you come into right relationship with Jesus Christ and you make him Lord of your life and you invite the Holy Spirit to reign in every situation, then you are going to understand and open yourself up to a greater truth that Jesus came to restore and redeem everything, everything that the enemy meant for harm in your life. Here's the conclusion that I've come to in regards to the mental health community. Science and the medical field has to come up with an explanation for our feelings. So what we've done is we've created diagnoses. We have medication, we have all these things. I'm not even gonna get into that today. This is a no judgment zone. Okay, God knows exactly where you're at. He knows what, what, what you're doing to get through it. And he wants you to go, or he wants to meet you exactly where you're at and bring you to that next level of freedom and healing. He doesn't want you to be locked into any method that was designed by man because our God defies those restrictions. Our God defies the parameters that we put on our situations, on our emotions, on our living experiences. Can, can I just bring up some, a very simple and basic truth? 
It doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that if you had a harder setup, if you went through more trauma, if you had more overwhelming and painful experiences, you're going to have a harder time getting free. It doesn't say that. So we've got to put some some things in its proper place. See, that's human understanding when we decide that because of what we've gone through, we are now stuck living in this cage of depression. Jesus set you free. Those chains have been broken. Okay, so now whatever that looks like, he's going to come alongside of you and he's going to take you on a healing journey. And I know I can testify. I'm not coming to you as somebody who doesn't understand, who's had a fairly easy life, who's never experienced trauma, and I'm not going to compare my trauma to yours. Okay, because that's another thing that we put human understanding and that human understanding actually puts God in a box. We don't want to do that anymore. Like I said, it doesn't say anywhere in scripture that because you had a harder setup, you're going to have a harder time getting freedom and you just have to lay down to it and accept the diagnosis of depression. I'm here to tell you, no, we're not doing that anymore. Okay, it's counter scriptural and that idea leaves no hope for freedom and victory. The freedom and victory that Jesus paid for. Yes. Trauma can change the function of our brain. It's a proven fact. But through Christ, we have healing and restoration. And that's powerful. And that's amazing. I think about the things that people went through in the times that we read about in the Bible through those scriptures. And I really just try to imagine what it would feel like to live under the conditions that they've lived in when it comes to slavery and um, oppression and poverty and illnesses and diseases and the woman who was bleeding for how many years and all these things. And Jesus came and he met each one of them. You know, you know, one of the things that I think about What I think, maybe more what I know, what I've observed, is that we don't recognize our need for Jesus because we have so many resources that come and interfere, we don't even go to him anymore. We might be praying, saying, God, oh, you know, I pray for my healing and things like that. But but we put so many things in God's place that we're that we're actually not just going directly to him for freedom, for freedom and for healing. Do you know why everybody got freedom and healing that we read about in the Bible? And you know, it says that there were so many miracles that happened that when Jesus walked the earth, that that all the books in the world couldn't even contain it. That's in the Bible. I think it's because we we don't stop, drop, and go to him. We pick up our mat of religious duty. We go down the checklist and we're disconnected from the vine and we're not getting that healing and that victory that Jesus paid for. We found so much information on trauma and trauma-induced depression and we've spent way too much time gaining information and human understanding and human reasoning and human knowledge that we've completely left aside this amazing reality that we have access to the supernatural God who works outside of human parameters can come in and totally redo, renew, rewire our mind, our brain function, everything. He can do it. He is healer. Do you believe that? Do you realize that's the God that you're living for? Do you realize that that's the God that you came into relationship through Jesus, that redemptive blood through Jesus gave you victory over depression? We have to realize that what we've gone through in the past or currently or what we may go through is never bigger than our God. We have to stop 
we have to stop holding on to our human understanding and let our feelings dictate truth. Never let your feelings override the truth. Get into the word of God. You are not going to find a scripture that says depression belongs to you. Wear depression. If you go through this, then depression is just something you're going to have to manage and white knuckle your way through and, you know, just kind of just roll out of bed and try to fake it till you make it. Doesn't say that. My Bible doesn't say that. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the things that I've walked through in my early years before social media was a thing, before the influx of information. I went to the word of God. And when I go to the word of God, I see that the joy of the Lord is my strength. So when I'm weak, he is strong in me. And those are the things that I ran after. Those are the things that I chased after. The Bible says that we have fullness in fullness of joy in Jesus. And when you start to just shut down human reasoning and go, yeah, I might feel this, but fullness of joy is mine through Jesus. I'm telling you right now, you're going to start to contend for something more instead of laying down to what they say you have to live with because of what you've experienced. We might have a ton of information that explains depression, explains the chemistry of it and the brain function and trauma and all of these things, but we also have the word of God that should be overriding everything. Again, that's just leaning to human understanding. And the Bible very clearly tells us in Proverbs to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your human understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will set your path straight. I just want you to take this into this idea of living under depression. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. How about trust in the Lord with all of your hurt? Trust in the Lord with all of your mind. Do not lean on the human reasoning, the human understanding, the human diagnosis, the human and human explanation. In all the things that you've experienced, go to God. And he's going to show you that he's got a path of healing and victory tailor-made just for you. Let's stop letting human reasoning decide for us and believe that we can go to our great and mighty and amazing and incredible healing God and he can just break the grips of depression over our lives. Let's spend more time going to God for our healing than to going to the resources and the understanding. Look, and I am not discounting therapy and counseling and all of these things, okay? I'm a verbal processor. Sometimes things are so overwhelming in my head and I can't even figure out what's going on and talking about it out loud and helping, you know, this was early on in my twenties uh, and thirties. Now I just kind of journal with Jesus. I'm not going to get into that today, but, um, I'm actually very thankful for the counseling that I had because I was able to verbally process what I was experiencing. I was met with compassion and empathy, but also truth. And what happened is as I'm sharing what I'm going through, it helps me understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I think it's okay. It's okay to go, oh, this happened. That explains why I'm feeling. But realize that when we get to that point of understanding and that revelation where we can, uh, where we can kind of, um, you know, explain why we're feeling the way we're feeling and attach it to maybe something, that something needs to be taken before Jesus. See, we miss that last step. It's like we feel it, we live under it, then we explain it, we get the diagnosis, and then what? 
we live with depression. When in reality, understanding what's going on, understanding what's going on in our heart, understanding what's going on in our mind is something that we can bring to Jesus and dialogue with him and invite him into that space for healing. What I've seen in so many people that I've come alongside is we are working so hard to understand our feelings and get an explanation for it that we've put the emphasis on the wrong thing. Yes, we say we believe. Yes, we say Jesus is our healer. Yes, we sing those songs. Yes, we might even have those scriptures. We're going down the Christian checklist, but the emphasis is still on our feelings and the depression, which causes us to be paralyzed and live under it. That's what we have to undo. We've got to recognize it. Here's the truth. What we believe will determine the direction we go. If we decide that depression is something we have, we will continue to live under it and that idea becomes our filter. But if we make a simple switch in our belief system and we say things like, I might be feeling the heaviness of depression today, but through Jesus, I have the fullness of joy. All of a sudden, something inside of us will just kind of switch. We're going to go after joy, recognizing that it belongs to us through Jesus rather than just laying down in that hopeless pit of depression. You see, the dialogue in our mind is everything. That's why the Bible tells us multiple times over and over and over to renew our mind, to take those thoughts captive and replace them with truth, to focus on the things that are pure and lovely and worthy of praise and honestly, I want to I, I want to back up for a minute. I am not talking about just declaring scriptures and ignoring the feeling and just trying to like say the right thing and quoting scriptures from a place of disconnect. When I say disconnect, I mean disconnected from Jesus, disconnected from the reality, disconnected from what we're actually experiencing that needs the touch of Jesus. We're not gonna do that, okay? There is power in praise, there is power in declarations, but sometimes that heaviness of depression is our indicator that there's something in our heart and our mind that needs the healing touch of Jesus. So we're not gonna do it disconnected from him. We're not gonna just declare things that are worthy of praise and try to shove down the depression. There are those times where depression, when it comes in, it's like, ooh, what's going on? What's going on in my heart and my mind that I need to bring to Jesus? Honestly, I think that's a lot of reasons why our church culture is trying to pull away from really praise and declarations and scripture and and, and really just making the emphasis on what we have through Jesus because we did it from a place for from of disconnect for so many generations and so now what we're doing is we're bringing in all of these tools of mental health and mental health disorder and understanding mental health instead of actually going after a bigger question if we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus why aren't we conquering depression what are we missing because the bible says that victory belongs to us through Jesus. The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. The Bible says that we have fullness of joy, that that, that our salvate, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We have scripture after scripture that does not tell us that depression is something that we have to live with and wear. And so I think we need to go after a bigger question. And that question is, I already said it, but I'm going to say it again. If we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, 
then why aren't we conquering depression? See, rather than going after that question, we've kind of become intimidated. We're almost afraid to say that Jesus can heal our mind. We're almost afraid to say that Jesus has the power to lift depression because we've got so many people that haven't been able to conquer it, haven't been able to overcome it. We've got mental illnesses, mental disorders, trauma, and all these things that have gone on. And so we're just so afraid to even adopt this idea anymore that Jesus can lift that depression off of us. The truth is, is what we've done is we've created something that I call checklist Christianity, where we just go down the checklist. We go to church, we read our devotionals, we go to Bible study, we go to our prayer groups, we go to our small groups, we put our kids in children's ministry, we tithe our 10%, you know, we serve in in a ministry somewhere, but we do all of these things disconnected from the vine. And the Bible very clearly says that apart from him, we can do nothing. So the thing is, is we can look like a, we can look like a Christian apart from God. You know, you can read your Bible and not even connect with Jesus at all. It's true. You can just read your devotionals, check, read my devotional, check. I prayed about my situation, check. I went to church on Sunday, check. I worshiped, check. I went to small group on Wednesday, check. I called all of my friends and told them to pray for me. These are all really good things, but what we're missing and not realizing is that we're doing it apart from him. And that's why we're not getting the healing and the freedom and the victory that he paid for. And we got to own it. We got to undo it. We got to identify it. And we got to take back the ground in our lives because the enemy is having a field day with God's children. He is literally letting us believe a lie that says we are doomed with depression, that we don't get to experience the joy of the Lord in our lives because we have a mental disorder called depression because of the trauma in our life. We are now stuck living with depression. That is a lie from the pit of hell and we need to take it back. We need to realize what the enemy has done and how he's come in and he has completely and totally blinded way too many of my brothers and sisters believing that they are stuck with depression and we're not, we're not stuck with depression. I'm living proof. Jesus is our healer. And when we go to that secret place with him and we invite him into that space, he touches us. Like I said in the beginning, I can look back to my early childhood years and I could, I could pinpoint the fact that I really did battle with depression and it lasted, especially after I became pregnant at 18, And then, um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of give you a little recap here of just some different scenarios that I've gone through. Um, I believe that uh, partially my depression led to my my rebellion against God. I'm not going to get into that. I was raised in a Christian home. I decided that I wanted to just go taste what looked like freedom, what the world was offering. Um, That definitely, I'm not going to lie, I had some fun. I have some funny memories, but I never got that freedom and that victory and that joy and that, that, that peace of soul and mind in my heart, in my mind, and in my, my spirit that I was longing for. It actually opened me up and, and made me more susceptible to depression. I'm not going to get into alcohol and drinking and all those things that actually are, uh, that, that increase depression. Uh, but it's just true. You can look it up. It's true. You can find plenty of information on that. And that was in my teenage years. Um, I found out I was pregnant at 18 and, 
uh, went, went right back to God, went right back to church. I was like, I am in no condition to raise a child in this kind of lifestyle. And I went back to my Christian foundation. Um, but, but even in that season of life, I didn't understand what was going on in my heart. There was a lot of brokenness, a lot of brokenness that came from those, from the two years of a very worldly lifestyle and rebellion against God. Honestly, there was a lot of depression that came along with it. There was a lot of depression that came along with the fact that, um, my daughter's biological father wanted me to have an abortion. I begged and pleaded and prayed that God would bring him back into our lives. And, you know, God, God knew what was better and he didn't come back into our lives. And, um, but I had depression through it. I had I I felt just such sorrow and sadness that I that I didn't get to share um, this amazing gift of life. My daughter with with a with a partner with a husband. It was a desire of my heart, and I I cried myself to sleep most nights. And you know it was in that season. And like I said, I'm thankful I didn't have social media because it was during that time that I started talking to Jesus. I just started to tell him about my sorrow and my sadness. And um, that, that, those moments are what set me up to where I can go back and I can look at the different seasons and the different things that I did and I can share with you how depression can be overcome no matter what season, no matter what situation, no matter what you've gone through. Jesus has a plan for your life and his plan is freedom and healing. So I went through depression then. Uh, then I ended up marrying a man who was... Uh, he, he had drug addiction, substance abuse. He went into violent rages. Um, you know, there was domestic violence in our home. There was a lot that was, um, just not good. And there was depression that came along with it. Um, and it was during that season where I learned a lot about praise and declarations and anointing my home and, and warfare praying and believing for God to show up and things like that. And I remember, I remember actually, this memory is just now coming to me. I remember I, I, we were living in Colorado and um, it we had three blizzards in a row every week and we literally got snowed in. I had a Suburban, thank God, uh, four-wheel four drive. And so I it was the first time in probably a week that I had gotten out and, um, I'm driving in my suburban and I'm feeling the heaviness of depression. I am feeling pretty overwhelmed and there's a lot of hurt in my heart. And I remember, um, the song that I used to sing when I was a kid, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in, you know, that song, um, hopefully I didn't totally shatter your glass. I can't sing. My kids can sing. I cannot, but you know that song, right? Down in my heart, down in my heart, I've got the joy, joy, joy of the Lord down in my heart. And as that song is playing through my mind, I started singing as loud as I could on my car. And all of a sudden, I am filled with the supernatural joy and the supernatural peace that was my strength that carried me through a pretty overwhelming season. That's one facet of experiencing depression lift is recognizing what we have in Jesus. We have joy and joy is not determined by our search, by our circumstances, by our situations, because Jesus says that he came to give us peace, that we're not going to find peace in this world, that we're going to find it in him. And so it's that peace that we get that leads us to the joy of our salvation. 
the joy of our salvation, meaning the freedom and the victory and the healing that we have in him. There was a time that I'm kind of flipping my stories here, but before we moved to Colorado, I lived in Ohio. And again, I went through this pit of depression. I mean, it was so heavy and it was so overwhelming because like I said, I had a lot going on in my home and, um, you know, the, the people in my church community, I mean, they, they just didn't know. And I don't hold anything against them, but they're like, you need to pray more. You need to read more. You need to do this more. You need to do that more. And, you know, it's kind of like that checklist Christianity thing that I mentioned. And I was, I was praying. I was reading. I was sharing. I was doing all of the things I was serving in church on Sunday and uh, it didn't work. I, I mean, I had nothing left other than to sit at the feet of Jesus and just I mean, honestly, my prayer life was like, dear God, dear God, dear God, dear God. I couldn't get anything else out. I tried to read my Bible, but my brain couldn't retain anything. It was like my the pages were just blank. I couldn't retain anything I was trying to read. And I sat at the feet of Jesus. And in faith, I continued to press in and I continued to sit with him because I know what my Bible says. My Bible says that I can go to Jesus boldly and confidently. I can go into the throne room of grace and receive mercy and help in the times that I need it. And that's what I was doing. The heaviness of depression, the overwhelming situation that I had going on, three small kids in a chaotic environment. And I needed the joy of the Lord. And I just sat at his feet, sat at his feet day after day after day. And yeah, I obviously had to get up and take care of my responsibilities, but I kept pressing in and I kept believing that Jesus was going to come in and meet me. And one day, all of a sudden, the cloud lifted. It was gone. I, I, I didn't do it. I just went to him and in faith believed that he would meet me. And he did. And you know what? That might be that might be something that really encourages you. Maybe you've tried it. Maybe you are like, well, I've done that. I've sat in his feet. Don't give up. Go back to his feet. Go back to that posture. Go back to that place because by faith, you are healed. Press into that. Persevere through that. Don't give up. Don't believe because I tried it and it didn't work. It's not available. That is a lie again from Satan to cause you to stop contending for what's rightfully yours. Back up again, my stories are all over the place. When I was 18 years old and 19, uh, my dad had strokes. He was 40 years old. He ended up brain injured. He was in a coma for two weeks. I felt depression. I've felt depression. I've gone through trauma. My marriage was traumatic. My um, Getting pregnant as a teenager and not knowing what in the world I'm going to do is traumatic and overwhelming and, and can create heaviness in our emotions. Going through the divorce, getting cussed out regularly by my ex-husband, blaming me, blaming me for his actions and behaviors, telling me it's my fault, and then leaving the state, abandoning my children, dealing with their emotions, my emotions. It hasn't ended. I I've, I've gone through seasons where I've got teenagers that are anti-God rebelling against the things that I've raised them with. I have had so many things come in and create crazy storms, but because I build my life on the rock and I hold fast to the truth that no emotion, no feeling, no situation, no depression has a grip on me because I know what I have in Jesus. And as I contend for that and I sit in the presence of God and I give him all glory and I give him all praise, he meets me and he frees me every single time. And it's for you. It's not just for me. Take this testimony of truth and believe it for yourself. I want to close with this. Jesus never said to shove down your depression 
And he also never said to lay down to it and claim it as a diagnosis that you're stuck wearing for your life here on earth. Even if you've never known what it feels like to experience joy, I promise you, joy belongs to you through Jesus and he wants to meet you. He wants you to go to him. He wants you to, by faith, sit at his feet and allow him to minister to your weary heart. He wants to meet you. He wants to heal you. He wants to restore you. And he wants to lift that depression off of you. Thank you for joining me today. I believe in the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to come back for another episode of Not Just Talk.